0: God is doing great things, Amen. If you're here today, you don't own a Bible. If you hold your hand up, the ushers will bring you one. It's our gift. to You we want to make sure everybody's got a copy of the Word of God. We got to get in the book, Amen. Got to face the book. Got to get this thing down inside of us. Thy word have I hidden my heart, that I might not sin against Thee, or that I might not wander off the trail. His word's going to keep you on track in life. You realize that Zoe, life, God, life. It's not just a, a you know case or off or all. God's got a plan have you ever heard jeremiah 29 11 i know the thoughts and the plans i have for you saith the lord plans to prosper you not harm you if god has a plan how many realize if there is a plan that 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 means that there is direction involved with your destiny your final destination if there's a plan then there's then there's a process to follow it's like a recipe you got to in order to produce what the recipe is going to build you got to follow the recipe don't follow the recipe you don't get you know, what it's supposed to produce. Don't follow God's plan. You're not going to end up with the life God called you to have, right? A lot of people aren't enjoying life. John 10, 10, Jesus said, I've come that you might have and enjoy life to the full till it overflows, right? In abundance. A lot of people don't know that life because they don't follow his life plan. Trying to do it your way, not God's way. You got to have God's insight and direction to end up at the place where God wants and needs you to be. Amen. So let's get in the book. Let somebody say, get in the book. All right, you got your Bible with you today? Grab it. Pick it up. Let's stand together one more time. We'll make a confession together. Hold your Bible up in there and say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. See, I have an open mind. I have a teachable spirit from this moment forward. I will never be the same. Shout that out. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Come on, give God one more big praise. Amen. 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 God has a great plan for your life, and it would be really cool if you'd participate. Amen. Let's pray and we'll go home. OK, you, you could just you could just wrap your mind around that, meditate on that for a while and realize that most of the time when the production of God's promises are not being performed in your life it's because of lack of participation on your part. It's not that God has overlooked you, or God has forgotten you, or God has left you behind. It's that you've become separated from God. Proverbs says that there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. Death isn't dead. Death is just simply separation. At the end of the road, when you do it your way, you end up separated from God. You know, we have a great invitation to walk with God. God has shown you, old man, what is good, that you might love mercy, do justly, and walk humbly with your God. God has invited you to walk with him. But Amos 3.3 says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? If we're not in agreement with the word of God, we can't walk in harmony with the word of God. So many people try the word of God. We we try faith. We, we, try, we make an attempt at it. It's, that's the wrong mentality. We don't try faith. We live by faith. This is how we do it. We live by faith. And we've got to learn how to do it. Everybody is going to stumble now and then. But the fact of the matter is is that this is how we do it. When you were just a baby learning to take walks, you know, or learning to take walks, I guess that's true. When you're learning how to walk and how to take those first steps, ah, yeah, you fell down. They say that babies fall down about 500 times before taking that first step. But you keep getting back up. You find something to hang on to. You, you know, you're a little wobbly at first, but you ha- find something to hang on to on to and then you eventually you learn when you fall to fall forward at least you're making progress right so if you're gonna fall go ahead and fall forward god's not holding your mistakes and your failures over you he's holding your future in front of you so you got an enemy who's always reminding you of your past well don't live there let's just go into the future right let's just pack up and move don't leave a forwarding address don't tell the devil where you went just just head off into the future right and experience victory in jesus man get committed to this thing don't, don't be don't be trying it out it won't work a lot of people are separated from god and expecting god's word to produce it don't happen that way you got to be in christ connected to god living his word every day and then it begins to produce in your life right come on guys you got to get a little bit deeper than your t-shirt your bumper sticker. You know, your, your nice smile on Sunday. Wouldn't it be great if by Monday you still had victory? It, it, it is our passion. It is our passion to raise up people in this region who will walk in victory 24-7, 365. Every time the devil sees you coming, he's the one running. You know, I, I really don't think that believers should be intimidated by a defeated enemy. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the evil one. That's what Jesus came for, for this purpose. This was the purpose of Jesus, to destroy the works of the evil one. I'm kind of a word guy. The word destroy does not mean break because that which is broken can be repaired. The word destroy means to annihilate and render powerless forever. If something's been destroyed, you ain't putting it back together again. So if Jesus was successful in fulfilling his purpose while on the earth, then, the, then his purpose was to destroy the works of the, e, of the evil one, the enemy. If, if Satan's power has been destroyed, how come he's still messing with your life? Well, because you letting him. Right? Luke ten nineteen. 19. The, the Bible says that God has given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you nothing's going to harm you if you stay connected to god when you do what he said he'll produce what he promised every single time well i tried it again i got to tell you something you can't try it you got to do it you got to live it you got to stay connected to it right if god declares the end of the beginning well it don't look like what he declared well then you ain't at the end yet if you know the end of the beginning don't get in the middle and decide to give up don't decide to quit you know we don't have enough time today to go through every scripture and show you that faith that isn't tested is faith that shouldn't be trusted. Your faith is going to be tested. Your greatest satanic opposition will always come after your freshest revelation of God's word. That's how it works. The sower sowed the seed. The seed was the word of God. The seed was sown. Immediately the thief came, to see if he could steal the seed. Many of us give up the seed without any confrontation. We receive the seed on the way to the parking lot. The enemy tries to take it, and he ain't got to try hard. We offer it. Go ahead and take it. He says, I just don't want to fight. I'm just not in the mood. You, you know, I don't want uh, you know, I, I want great victory, but no battle. You can't have great victory without great battle. If you have great victory, it demands great battle. If you if you didn't put in great battle, you got less than great victory. You got a little itty bitty victory. Some of us, we we just like just some of that. Just give me some itty bitty victory. I just think any piece of that I can get. How about we go for the gusto? Amen. How about you live a life that demonstrates Satan's defeat, that, that, that you actually humiliate hell, that you walk in victory every day of your life? Well, all you got to do is stay connected to God. I said, stay connected. Don't let anything unplug you from the word of God. Get in that book. Man, we need the word. You got to read it and repeat it. 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 Romans 10:17. Faith cometh and cometh and cometh and cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith comes from the word of God. I got to get the word. I got to get the word. I'm in a I'm in a situation in life don't know what to do. Go to the book. Go I said go to, look at your neighbor and say he's talking to you, man. You know, we hear bad news and we freak out. We hear the economy is 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 in trouble and and we wonder what we should do. We you know Guys, wrong life. Wrong life. Listen to Psalms 112, verse 7 and 8. uh, Just listen to this. He will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is secure. He has no fear. In the end, he will look in triumph on his foes. He will have no fear of bad news. What do you do when you hear bad news? Well, guys, trust God. I said, trust God. Acts 16, 31 in the message says, put your entire trust on the master Jesus, then you'll live life the way you're supposed to, and your whole house too. Put your entire trust in the master Jesus. Has it finally come down to this? We're going to have to trust God. We've tried everything that we can think of. We've done all that we can do. We are out of strength, out of money, out of ideas. I guess we'll just have to trust God. We live, we live with such a weird mentality. I mean, why pray when you can worry? You, you know, let, let, let's just be, you know, let's be normal. And, and that's, that's what people do, isn't it? You know, they just freak out. Not the guy that trusts God. He doesn't have any fear when he hears bad news. Matter of fact, when you hear you're losing your job, you got to go, great. 12 months from now, I'll be in better financial condition than I am right now. <laughs> do, you, do you understand what that does to hell? When hell's trying to mess with you and you use it to mess with them? See what you call a test? God probably calling a testimony. Because by the time you get to the end, remember, God declared the end at the beginning. L- listen to this: His heart is secure; he has no fear, because in the end, he will look in triumph on his foes. By the time you get to the end, you got victory. So you just tur- you're taking everything the enemy's using against you, and you are seeing it. Turn for good. See, we hear scriptures like all things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. And we're under the assumption that God is going to cause all these things. He's going to do it. No, you are going to do it. Would you please participate with God in your life? Man, you got to do it. Matthew eleven twelve. from the days of John the Baptist, even until now, the kingdom of heaven suffer, suffereth violence Suffering, suffer, suck up. Yeah, I can't talk. The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. The violent take it by force. You got, you got to get up and go get it, man. the The grapes of God's blessing are not placed within your mouth; they're placed within your reach. You, you got to rise up. Got to rise. You know, guys, experiencing Zoe life is not accomplished by weak people. You can't, be, you can't be a sissy. You, you can't be soft. You're going to have to be strong. Ephesians 6.10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong. Now, that ain't a suggestion. It's a commandment. Be strong. It, by the way, if strength is a commandment, then weakness is a sin. Well, I just don't have what it takes. Liar, liar, pants on fire. You got what it takes. Let, let's get in here. Look at this. John fifteen five. Put it up there. John fifteen five. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. By the way, if you're connected to God, you will be producing the fruit that God's life produces. Not a little. Much. Much fruit. Much fruit. Much fruit. You, you, you got to realize that God never really said anything like as filler. He actually meant what he said. Okay? So when he says you're going to bear much fruit, what he means by that is much fruit. So when you get together with your little pod group and you're going, what does that mean to you? Slap them. It doesn't make any difference what it means to you. It, what, what the difference is made by what he meant when he said it. He said, if you abide in me and I abide in you, you're going to bear much fruit. Much fruit. Look, without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you, can, you, you get separated from God nothing is your future okay but connected to him you're gonna bear much fruit well what does he mean by fruit well what are the fruit what's the fruit of the spirit love joy peace meekness suffering temperance, self-control you're gonna have it's gonna be growing in you. you you know what that fruit is that fruit's character you know what character dictates your final outcome sometimes we get so impressed by gifts. People get up and they, they, they have a gift and they operate in their gift. We're so impressed. And, you know, a gift, by definition, a gift is something that you've received that you've done nothing to deserve. So you can be gifted and still be an idiot. Hello? You, you, you can be incredibly gifted and not have any character. I'm not surprised when people are gifted, and I'm not impressed either. You know, I'm not surprised that you can do certain things, but that's not impressive. What is impressive is that you got fruit. Something, something that when you leave, when you're done, you know, in, in my world, in church, I can grab a guitar and walk into any room and sing some songs and preach and, and get people waving their hanky, and, but, but if you don't have fruit, who cares? If it doesn't produce any change, so stinking What? You know, no, we need the fruit. Without him, you can't do anything. You can do nothing without me, right? Look at, look at verse 6. If anyone does not abide me, he is cast out as a branch, and he is withered, and they gather them, throw them in the fire, and they are burned. Not good. Okay, let's just all get in agreement here. If we can't agree on anything else, let's agree here. King James would say, that would sucketh, okay? So don't go, don't go there. Verse 7. Not good. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you desire. It shall be done for you. Check this out. If you abide in me, the word abide means take up residence, stake a claim, live here, dwell here, invest yourself here. If you are in the Word and the Word is in you, you can ask what you desire. It shall be, not might be, it shall be. It shall shall be. Shall be. Shall be. Shall be. I got to stay on track. Okay. It shall be done. (laughs) If you're living in me and my word's living in you, what it literally means, what it literally means here is if you ask for something that does not exist, I will create it for you. Guys, the guy who created the universe, that put the heavens and earth together, the guy that when it was dark said, let there be light, and there was light. That guy said, if you ask for something that don't exist, I'll say it and bring it into being. Go study your book. I, I'll bring it into being. You mean I can ask for anything? Harley Davidsons? Are you in Christ? Is he directing your step? Is he manip- Have you allowed the word of God to manipulate your heart? See, God's word in you will change you. James 1 I think it is, it says, receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which has the power to save your soul. Your soul is the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make your choices. So God's word has the power to change you from the inside out. See, what we try to do is we try to use God's word, but separated from God. We don't want God's word messing with us, but we want to use God's word to mess with stuff. See, we, we, we want it to be like a magic wand. We wave it and we get whatever we want. But wait a minute. God says, I'll make a deal with you. You give me what I want and I'll give you what you want. What do you want? What do you want, God? I want your heart. You put your heart in my hand, then anything that comes out of your heart, I'll put in your hand. That, that, no, no, that is what he said. But most of us, we're afraid to put our heart in our, our heart in his hand. You know why? There's three levels of people, three, three levels of church goers, three levels of believers. And, uh, uh, there's probably more than that, but three today that we're going to talk about for just a minute. There you, got the, you got the cautious, the curious, and the committed. See, a lot of us are very cautious. Already, you're sitting here saying, well, I, I just don't believe that. I, I don't think that that's really what he meant. I'm afraid that's not what he meant. You're cautious. In other words, you're scaredy-cat. Don't want to be disappointed. Don't want to be let down. God's Word will never let you down. Then, there, then there's the curious. Curious, curious believers are people who come on weekends, checking it out, seeing what's on the scene, feeling it, you know, you know, you know, yeah. During, during, yeah. Okay, that's 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 a good time to get to groove on. Then you go outside and you just live the way you always have, right? You just, you just see what it's all about. You're curious, but then there's the committed, and that's a totally different lifestyle, totally different mentality. See, committed is committed is is in it. It ain't gonna, ain't ever gonna walk off. It's kind of like, remember before, before you got married, remember the, the, when you were courting your, your spouse? See, a lot of us, we're dating Jesus, trying him out. See if, it, see if, it, see if it's something we like. See if, see if it makes me feel good. You're just curious. You're just dating. You're courting Jesus. A lot of people court church. They go and, they go and move around to churches and see until they find one that agrees with them. If you find a church that agrees with you, how are you ever going to grow? Just, just wondering. You you ought to find the thing where God wants you, and get committed to that. See, in the courtship realm, things are different than they are in the commitment realm. When Shelby and I were courting, it's totally different than when we got committed. (laughs) Totally different. Totally, with a capital T, different. Okay, in the courting realm, in the courtship realm, I would call Shelby if she wanted to. She'd answer. Shelby would call me if I wanted to, I would answer. In the commitment realm, she wakes up, I'm there. In the courtship realm, I'd bring her gifts. Never came empty-handed. Always flowers or candies or she she would bring pies. In the commitment realm, see, in the courtship realm I brought her candy. In the commitment room, I have to take out the trash. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> In the courtship realm, they laugh at everything you say. In the commitment realm, they sit there and stare at you. (laughs) It's different. Okay? It's different. Many of us have not got committed to God. We're not committed to the word. We're kind of dating it. No, you got to get past that. If you abide in me, and my word is living inside of you, you and I are going to change some stuff. It's going to be crazy. Look, look look at verse eight. By this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. Look, this is what it's about. God is glorified when you got much fruit being produced in your life. You bearing fruit. You demonstrating Zoe life. You accomplishing the impossible. You doing what shouldn't be done. And you're finishing it up. Look at Luke one thirty seven. Check this out. This is so cool. Luke one thirty seven. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be impossible with God. Look back at John fifteen five for just a minute. Check this out. John fifteen five. Look at the look at the end. Without me, you can do nothing. Without God, you can do nothing. Without God, you can do nothing. Look at Luke again. With God, nothing is impossible. Without God, nothing can be done. With God, it's impossible to do nothing. So if nothing is happening in your life, it's because you are without God. In your spiritual walk, if there is no growth, no increase, no life, no blessing, then God ain't there. Because if he's there, nothing is impossible. Well, come on now. It's either happening or it ain't. If it ain't happening, it's because God ain't in it. But if he's in it, it's going to happen check this out with god with god with god nothing will be impossible no thing two words put together to make one word no means that the greek word there means not one single nothing there's you you won't find it it don't exist there's not one the word thing you might have heard this greek word before rhema rhema is god's word it is his inspired word it is empowered to produce results There is not one word of God that is impossible. There's not one word of God that will not produce great results with God. If you abide in me, if you're with God, it's going to work. If it ain't working, you better find out where the separation has come. You say, well, I I don't believe I'm separated from God. I believe you are if his word isn't working. Because his word works. I got to tell you, in my life, when God's word ain't producing, it ain't God's word that ain't producing. It's me that has disconnected from god and there's got to be an area of my life that i go back and i find it and i say oh get there it is and boom, put that thing back together and we are on track again with god it is impossible to not get results look at your neighbor say i'm so glad you're here you really need this see what happens is is that god wants you to take his word and to produce some incredible results but you've got to learn to make a choice You've got to make a choice. Look at Deuteronomy 30 with me, verse 11. I am commanding you today. What I'm commanding you today is it's not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. Check it out now. This isn't too hard for you, this isn't isn't too much for you. You got what it takes. You know, God, it would be cruel of God to ask you to do something that He had not already created you and prepared you to succeed at. He has equipped you for success. So he can look at you and ask whatever he wants because he knows what he put in you. So what I'm commanding you today, it's not too difficult or or beyond your reach. Look, check it out. Verse 12 says, it's not like it's in heaven and you got to wonder who's going to go up there and get it and bring it back, proclaim it so we might obey it. And it's not across the ocean, verse 13, that we've got to send somebody there to go get it and come back and tell us that we might obey it. Look at 14. It says, the word is nigh thee. The word is very near you. The word, it's all about the word. God's word, it's in your mouth. It's in your heart that you might obey it. You got enough God's word already this morning to disrupt all the power of hell. You got it. You just got to make a decision to use it, to obey it, to obey it. You do realize that what you hear, you're supposed to obey. You know, again, read your book. Don't, don't believe me. Read your Bible. Go back and read how many times it says hear and obey. Hear and do. Hear and do. Hear and do. Hear and do. You go in, you'll dwell in the land. Hear and do. You shall prosper in the land where I'm sending you. If you will hear and obey. You got to do what God tells you to do. He didn't say it like as a commercial filler. He said it so you'd know what to do. Thy word have I hid in my heart, so I'll know what step to take. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I know, now I know which direction to go. Thy word, you hear a word behind thee saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it when you turn to the right or to the left. you got to do what he said. We used to teach our children, uh, you know, to, to quote the scripture that says, Obey and it will go well with thee. And we, we taught them to say, I obey, so it goes well with me. And, and every time they got in trouble, when they would disobey, and we would have to bring correction into their life, and, and you know, I don't know, may, maybe they get a spanking, maybe they get a stern load, but at the end of that, we'd have them say, now say this with me, I obey, so it goes well with me. I obey. It, it was great when they, were, when they were three, you know, Evan's going to be 20, he still has to say it, I obey, so it goes well with me. Okay, here's the deal. You got to ask yourself from time to time, how are things going? If it ain't going so well, could it possibly be that you're not obeying? Because God's word says, when I obey, things go well with me. The word's nigh thee that you might obey it. Look at verse 15. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. Life and prosperity. You you know what you need to do? The next time that you're under the impression that uh, everything just happens to everybody and we just got to get used to it, you just need to take your head and smack it into a wall. God has put life and prosperity, death and destruction in front of you. Look at verse 16. I command you today, love the Lord your God, walk in his ways, keep his commandments. You will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you. Guys, we're just reading the Bible. I command you today, love God. Love him. Now, I'm not talking about a little bracelet. I'm talking about a commitment to God love God make a choice the word choice decision comes from the root word that means to cut off you need to make a decision see here's what we're afraid to make a decision because of what it's going to cut off for example when you choose to eat healthy you just cut off all unhealthy food When, when you chose to get married to that individual you cut off relationships with a whole bunch of other individuals When you chose to live godly, you just cut off ungodly lifestyles. Love God. Choose God. See, you think you're choosing between your friend and God. No, you're choosing between life and death, blessing and cursing. To be blessed means to be positioned to win or succeed in any given situation. To be cursed means to be positioned to fail or to introduce failure to your life. You realize that by your choice, you have the ability to cut off failure in your world. If you choose to obey God in all his ways and all of your ways to acknowledge him, you're cutting off defeat and loss and destruction. If you love God, if you walk his way, not your way, his way, do this his way. Obey his instruction, you will live and increase. I have decided not to participate in the recession. Well, everybody has some area of lack. You know what mine is? Lack. I have a total lack of lack. I've cut lack off of my life. Why? Well, because I've choose to live and increase. Well, that's a little extreme. How come you're so extreme? You're always so extreme. I know I'm extremely blessed. I'm extremely prosperous. I'm extremely loved. I have extreme joy. If you make this choice, you're going to live an in increase. Check out the next one, verse 17. If your heart turns away and you're not obedient, you choose to go another direction, bow down to other gods and worship. Then look at verse 18. It's so great. If you choose to go that way, I declare this day that you will certainly be destroyed. So God's going to destroy me? No, your choices will destroy you. You don't even need the devil's help. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. You will not live long in the land. You ain't gonna last long. Separated from God. But if you get connected to God, you get life and blessing. Look at verse 8 or 19. We we got this one, right? I, I put heaven and earth. Uh, earth as witness against you today i've set before you life and death blessings and curses choose life make a choice that you and your children make a choice cut death off cut you know lack off cut poverty off cut depression off cut all the junk off and enjoy the life that i've come to connect you to God said, if you will abide in me, my words will abide in you. There ain't no rhema that will not produce. No thing, rhema, words. Things are words. Words are things. Remember Jesus said, I declared these things unto them. What what did he declare? Words. Do you realize you go through the book and, and change, you know, where it says things, put in the word words. When you change the words things, it towards it changes everything look at this isaiah forty three eighteen. most of us know this don't we remember not the former thing neither consider the things of old behold i shall do a new thing now shall it spring forth shall you not know it i will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert go back one time to 18 for me look at this remember not the former things neither consider the things of old okay take the word things and make it words Okay, so it goes this way. Remember ye not the former words, neither consider the words of old. Behold, I shall do a new word. It shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I'll even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Look, I will do a new word. Now it shall spring forth. See, words are seeds. Seeds pop up out of the ground and they begin to bud. They spring forth. So remember not the former word, neither consider the words of old, for I'm going to do a new word, and it's going to produce See, see, here's the deal. If you're not abiding in the word and the word's abiding in you, then you're letting somebody else declare what is happening to and around you. But God said, if you abide in me and I abide in you, you can ask whatever you want, and I will cause that to spring forth in your life. So remember not the old failure, neither consider the failures of old, for I shall do a new victory. Now it shall spring forth. Will you not live in it? Hey, check it out. Remember not the former words, neither consider the words of old. Behold, I will do a new word. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. What is the wilderness? It is a place without a way. What is the desert? Ain't no water there. God said, you know, what I'll do is I'll remove the word that your enemies put out in front of you and put my word there in place. So instead of a wilderness, I'll make a way. So remember not the wilderness, neither consider the wilderness of old, for I shall do a new way. And it'll pop open right in front of you, and you can walk on it. Remember not the old desert, neither consider deserts of old, for I shall do a new river. Why don't we go swimming? Well, I'm going to try this. It won't work. You've got to get Committed. I know right now you're thinking you're the one that needs to be committed. (laughs) You you know, what we do is we buy in to a world system of logic. And we just assume that everything the world says is the way it is. And then we look at the Bible and we say that is so extreme. Well, you got to live God's word, his way, his way. Well, here, here, here. Everybody struggles. Everybody everybody fights. You know, let's talk about relationship. You know, all husbands and wives argue and fight. No, they don't. Your home does not have to be living hell. Matter of fact, to me, I think, how stupid to buy into a belief system that everybody's going to fight. Well, I I suffer from battered husband syndrome. You're an idiot. We have peace in our house. God's word says, my people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation. So you know what we do? We dwell in a peaceful habitation. (laughs) How long has that worked? Since 1984. You mean you never disagree? Of course we disagree. Then we decide to get into agreement. We cut off the thing that doesn't need to be there. We agree on the thing that does. And then we get on with it today. You get in the car and you drive around. You argue and fight and scream and call each other's names. Wrong life. Wrong life. Come on. don't. You cannot live stupid and get genius results. Okay. God's word tells you how to connect to Zoe life. Live his word husbands love your wife even as christ loved the church and gave himself for. okay guys do what god's word says love your wife and if you have to crucify your flesh i have a hammer i'll come help come on let's do what god said then he'll produce what he promised well everybody experiences failures and defeats remember not the f- former failure neither consider the failures of old for i shall do a new victory will you not participate psalms 119 165 great peace have those that love thy law and nothing shall offend them offend them cause them to slip stumble fall or fail great peace have those that love thy law in the middle of the storm you got great peace why because i know at the end i'll be overlooking my enemy from a position of triumph God's word will not return into him void, but it will accomplish the very thing for which he sent it forth to accomplish. So when I take the old word out and put the new word in, I get a different result than the old word could produce. So why in the world would I connect with people who are in disagreement with God when I could get into agreement with God and see God's work produce the outcome that he promised me at the beginning? But I got to be committed to it all the way through. I got at the beginning. I got to stand on that word. I got to cling to that word. I got to refuse to let anything rip from my grip. The power of God's word and the word of God's power. I have to stay on that word, refusing to cave in, give up, and quit. I got to fight for the word. And when even when believers come up and say, "Well, now, brother, it just might not be the Lord's will," I want to strangle them. But God's word tells me not to, so I don't. <laughs> And the only reason I don't—it's not so that they might live, but it's so that I might live and increase. Man, when you do God's word, you walk in victory. Well, you must not have any problems. Are you nuts? But problems aren't the issue. Is will you turn that into your victory? You have the ability, if you are in christ and christ is in you you can ask what you will and hit that word that word will produce not a little much fruit oh do you you know how nervous hell is right now because if you wrap your mind around this yeah well i'll tell you what i'm gonna do i'm gonna get myself committed to the word of god i've been living cautiously i've been afraid it wouldn't work but Fear, see, fear operates the same way faith does. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. Fear comes by hearing and hearing words contrary to the word of God. So all I got to do to combat fear is get in the word. So I'm not going to live cautiously anymore. I'm not going to get curious and finger around with it and see what it feels like. No, I'm going to get committed to it. I'm going to take God's word. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And if it ain't shining the direction I've been going, I'd be turning around. I'm going to live God's word every day of my life. When you get committed to it, oh, sweet Jesus. Everything the enemy intended for evil sliding off of you i mean it's falling off you are walking through life accomplishing great victory and you know what's awesome it's sweatless victory you ain't freaked out about it you ain't worried about it you you people people you, you know what's crazy is that when you have great peace people assume you don't care remember when they went down to the bottom of the boat to wake jesus up because they were in the middle of a hurricane storm and they knew that they were going to die Great people of faith. They just knew they were going under. They go down, where's Jesus? He's sleeping in the bottom of a boat. When they woke him up, you know what they said? Master, don't you care that we're dying here? Don't you care? Isn't that kind of an odd statement to to say to somebody who's on the way to the cross to die for you? What do you mean, don't I care? They assumed he didn't care because he had great peace. You can have great peace in the middle of your storm. Now, if you want to, you can reason away everything I'm teaching you today. Only take you a minute, and you can live the same powerless, weak performance of Christianity that's out there. Or you can get committed to the Word of God, and you say, you know what? I'm going to do it. Have you seen the bumper sticker that says, Jesus said it, I believe it, that settles it? What a stupid bumper sticker. Jesus said it, that settles it, whether you believe it or not. You know, let let me just close with a story. and I, I know it's really difficult for some people to wrap their mind around it, but I just want to tell you, I know this stuff is true. God's word is so true. Many, many years ago, Shelby and I, were, we, we were in full-time ministry. We just positioned ourselves to be in full-time ministry, and, and we lived in Oregon, and it was hunting season, and you know what you do when you live in Oregon, and it's hunting season? You hunt, okay? That's what you do. You, you grab a gun, and you go shoot something. It's awesome. And so, down there, you know, I would hunt here, except I, I grew up learning how to hunt in the woods, and there aren't any right here. And uh, So, you know, I always feel stupid driving around town with a gun in the car, you know, but... Uh, you know, in Oregon, you'd hunt, and you'd go, you know, get into timber, and you go find deer and stuff, and you'd kill it, and it was great. And um, uh, so, you know, every day of hunting season, we'd always hunt. That's just what we did. We hunted every day, and I was in the truck one day driving through the woods, and I had a tape in because I'm listening to a preacher, and I've been getting in the Word and studying the Word, and I, I finally got committed to the Word, and it's gone on for several months, and I'm not living one day without the Word, so even when I'm hunting, I'm listening to the Word. And the guy is breaking this scripture down in John fifteen seven, where it says that if you abide in me and my word's abide in you, ask whatever you will, it shall be done unto you. And he is explaining that if it doesn't exist, it will be created for you. And he's breaking the, every single word down. He's doing an awesome job, and I am learning some incredible stuff. But I'm a frustrated hunter. It's the last day of hunting season or very near it, and, and, and I'm just frustrated. And I'm listening to what God's word says. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, and I'm thinking that's me, you can ask for anything and it will be created for you. And I would stop the truck right in the middle of the road. Out in the BLM, out in the middle of BLM property, I'm in the truck, the truck's running, and I said, God, if that's true, how about you do what you said? I've been in the word, the word's in me. I am abiding in your word, your word's abiding in me. You said I could ask for anything I desired, and you'd make it happen. I want a deer. (laughs) I looked up on the hill, I swear to you, I looked up on the hill, and there's a deer. I went, yes! And it was a spike. And where I was at, you could only shoot forked horns, forked horn or bigger. And I went, that's wrong. That is just wrong. I guess I I should have been more specific. Maybe God is not aware of the laws of the land. Or maybe he knows my character and knows that in 30 seconds I'm shooting it anyways. Because I got to kill something, yeah." But I was just a little irritated. I'm like, "Yeah, man, that just, that, that's wrong." And the deer lifted his head up and turned his head. I promise you, as it turned its head, the, the horn split. It became fork and horn on both sides in front of my very eyes. Not 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 little forks. Big is like, my Lord. I got so excited. I'm, I'm riding around in the car. You, you know, i got to set the emergency brake. I turn the, the engine off. I'm, you know, getting the gun out. The deer standing there. I open the door. Ding, 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 because the keys are still there. I'm like, oh! And, and the deer looks at me and says, would you please hurry up? As if to say, this is more difficult for me than it is for you. Finally got the rifle out. I shot the deer. The deer fell, rolled down the hill to the side of the road. I filled, dressed it, threw it in the truck. And went home and boasted of my great faith. Until we left Oregon, we hunted every year. And in Roseburg, I used to go, I used to tell the guys, I used to make fun of the guys at church from the pulpit because they would take weeks off of work and go hunting. And I used, to, I used to just make fun of them. I used to tell them, okay, this coming Saturday is going to be my hunting day. I'm going to get up early, say nine. I'm going to go out, I'm going to kill a deer. I'll be back at the church 12 31 o'clock if you'd like to meet me here at the church and go with me or meet me here for lunch so i can show you my dear please be here i would get in the car i would go out i'd shoot an animal i'd dre- field dress it take it back to the church and show off until we moved here, uh, every year why well because i stayed in his word his word stayed in me it, guess i gotta tell you something you, you might say well i don't believe that but we sure did eat it God's word works. I said God's word works. If you will abide in him and let his word abide in you, you're going to see the impossible done. But without him, nothing is possible. You can do nothing without him. Try this on your own. Try this separated from the word. If you're disconnected from the word, well, it ain't working. It's not because his word don't work. It's because you made a choice that has cut off the power of God's word working in your life. If his word's not producing, you might want to look at the decision that cut him off because God wants you to win. God wants you to bear much fruit. God wants you to know Zoe life. God wants you to be above only and not beneath. God wants you to be out in front and not behind. God wants you to be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed coming in, blessed going out. God wants you on top. Well, if God wants you there and you ain't there, maybe it's time you got into agreement with God. Wouldn't it be awesome to just cut off lack? Do it. Get committed to it. I'm not going to walk in lack. I'm not going to walk in lack. Wouldn't it be awesome to cut off depression? Remember not the former depression, neither consider depressions of old. For behold, I shall do new joy. Why don't you live happy? You ready? Let's make a decision. Let's cut off destruction, lack, poverty, death. And let's get committed to life, increase, health, and blessing, Amen. And let God's word work in your life. Close your book, bow your head. Let me pray for you. If you're here today, in the.